Welcome to Get Paid for Your Pad, the number one podcast for Airbnb hosts and short-term rental professionals. You're listening to an episode of STR Conversations, hosted by myself, Jasper Rivers, and Eric Miller. Every Friday, we release a new episode where Eric and I have an organic conversation and discuss what's happening in the short-term rental industry and share what we're learning in our hosting businesses and through working with the thousands of students that go through our coaching programs. So this episode is brought to you by Legends X, our 90-day short-term rental accelerator program that's designed to help you skill your hosting business by getting you out of the daily operations so you can free up your time and become the CEO of your business instead of the manager and that allows you to focus on high-level tasks that really move the needle in your business and allow you to grow. And we do that by giving you the systems and teaching you how to build a team so you can actually delegate all those lower-level tasks. So for more information about Legends X and how to join, visit strlegends.com slash X. That is strlegends.com slash X. You are listening to an episode of SDR Conversations of the Get Paid for Your Pad podcast hosted by Jasper Rivers and Eric Miller. So let's dive in. Get paid for your pad. 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 What's up, everybody? Episode 539 of Get Paid for Your Pad. Today's Friday, so it's STR Conversations. We are your hosts, Jasper Rivers and Eric Muller. And today we are doing part two of our learning lessons from 2022. Last week we covered a few of them, but we have some really important one that we wanted to share with you guys. 2022 was a, was a big year for us. We learned a lot of lessons. So, Eric, let's kick off part two with you here since you have two more items to go through. Yeah, I mean, dude, this is one of the biggest learning lessons I've ever had in business. And it sounds pretty simple, but I, I've literally been preaching this to everybody and it's just been coming up in mind consistently since I had the aha of this experience. But what I wrote down here, and this is something that is in my journal and you know I, I go through a, a process every morning now, you know, looking at my my goals for the year, for the month, for the day, the whole thing. And then I write out a couple of these learning lessons that I just revisit so so they stay top of mind. This to me has been one of the most powerful. It's believe in your product and fight like hell for your people. Right? So believe in your product and fight like hell for your people. And how this came up was, you know, for overnight success, we had a really powerful team member leave in the middle of a really big, you know, we were getting ready, ready to scale Legends X and kind of what we're going through now where we we're having, you know, these students enroll and, you know, working with these companies all around the world. And we had a team member there who we really believed in left the company for a different opportunity. And at the time when that happened, I wasn't, I didn't believe in what we were doing strong enough to fight for this person to stay in the company. And what I realized is that as a business owner and the the hosts that we work with, the, the students that we work with, this is something that comes up a lot for business owners is that we 
and I, I've been dealing with this since the beginning of my entrepreneur career, is that I don't fully believe 100% in my product. And that could be you know, what we're doing with Legends X, or that could be with my listings or our listings in Freewild and what we're doing there because we're so involved in the day-to-day business. We know every single little thing that's working and not working how far we are from the the total vision of completion and you know all the things that we can take this product to completion or you know perfection so when these when these issues come up i recognize that i didn't fully believe in what we were doing and where we were going and i didn't fully believe in our team's ability to accomplish what we are accomplishing now, just two months after this scenario. And I recognize, I'm like, man, as the leader, as the business owner, I have to believe 100% about this vision, the product, and where we're driving, where we're going with this company and who we're impacting. And then we have to fight like hell to keep the people that we believe in, in our organization, right? So you know, for product, what that means is everything from your short-term rental listing or listings to your customer service. So the experience of the guest and then your brand of your business, right? So you have to believe that we're not just taking Airbnb listings, listing it and forgetting it. We have to believe that our product is the best in the market for people searching for X, Y, and Z. Right, whatever we're bringing to the market, we have to believe that we're bringing a better product to the marketplace than any other host around. Right. And that challenges us to bring the experience up to the next level. And then we got to believe in our people and fight like hell to keep them in the organization. So if we find good cleaners, we got to do everything possible to keep those people in, in our business. Right. What do you need to support you? Do you need a raise? Like, do you need more listings? Do you need more help? Right. Whatever that is, we got to fight like hell to keep them in. Because what, what I notice is as we start growing our businesses, there's so much doubt. It's such a vulnerability to be a business owner and an entrepreneur that there's so much doubt that comes up. And if we allow that doubt to dictate our decisions and our communication and our... Well, I'll leave it at that. Our, our decision-making, what happens is that your product starts... You know, Those fears start driving where the company actually goes the experience, the money, the whole thing, your happiness in your business. So I recognize that you know when we're taking risks and I'm not 100% confident about what I'm doing and I allow my doubts to control my decisions, incredible things stop, stop happening. Like People that you believe in start disappearing. They stop believing in you. And that really set the energy within your company, right? So that was by far one of the biggest learning lessons I had. Believe in your product and fight like hell for your people. And man, ever since I came up with that, you know, I came to that conclusion. And you know, I, I don't know if you noticed the fire under my ass in the in the <laughs> last few weeks here, the last month or so. Not only in overnight success, but what we're doing with Free Wild and the excitement behind that right now. So, yeah, what's your feedback on that? What, what came up for you? And then, you know, I know I shared that with you. So, what was a learning lesson in that for you? Yeah, I mean, I. The first thing I'll say is I think it's very natural for it's very natural for human beings to doubt yourself, right? Yeah. So it's also very natural to doubt your business. All right. I mean, I think every everybody who's listening to this, if you have a business, you've probably been in the same spot. 
Like we always have these moments where we're like, okay, are we, is this what I want to do? Is like, are we doing, is this like good enough, right? From our customers, like we always have these doubts. So I agree with you, like, because we can, we can, you can feel when somebody's confident, right? And it's attractive. It's attractive, you know, in any, in any type of relationship, whether it's a business relationship or whatever type of, of relationship it is, it's people are drawn to like clarity and confidence, right? Right. And so for us as business leader, as, as leaders in our business, yeah, it's very, very important to exude that confidence to our team members because they're going to, you know, it's, it's important for them to feel that because it makes them feel more confident as well and makes them want to stay, right? The question I have for you is what have you done? Like, well, how do you get yourself to a place where you can feel that confidence in the business? Yeah, dude. Awesome question. Because I put a lot of thought towards that of like, how do I, you know, one is the reflection process. Like the reason why you and I found it so valuable to, to do a couple of podcasts on our learning lessons of running two companies here is the reflection process at the end of the year of recognizing what did you achieve, what didn't you achieve, and what were the lessons through that process, that becomes so valuable. Most people don't pay attention. They just kind of keep pushing the goalposts forward. They, you know, they kind of wake up and just get after the task. They're not really focused on the learning lesson, the journey that they're on. A big win for me last year was the amount of educational products I consumed. Like I've read more books than I ever had in my entire life in one year last year. The amount of podcasts, the amount of courses I went to, coaches, events, all that stuff, just to kind of focus on how do I become a better leader at what I'm doing. And I started studying the greats in the world. And you know, I'm a big fight fan, boxing, martial arts, MMA. And I started recognizing, like, I, I was studying, I was reading a book about Mike Tyson. I was studying about John Jones, an MMA fighter. And I started recognizing, like, the greats in the world that we look up to, they're like, wow, look at these men that are so confident stepping into the arena in front of the world and they make it look so freaking easy. What we don't see is behind the scenes. Right of the training that and the every single day training that they go through, the mental doubt that they have and that they're fighting on a daily basis. Mike Tyson used to throw up before every single fight. He used to, you know, in the back, he would want to quit. He didn't want to go in and fight. Mike Tyson at his prime, you know what I mean? Like the heavy heavyweight champion of the world. Everyone was terrified of this man. And what he was terrified about the most was his own demons, his own fears, his own doubts, right? So even the the people that we look up to as the greats, the gods, you know, the 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 people that are unbelievable at what they do, they all have the same exact challenges of complete doubt of their abilities. Did they work hard enough? Did they train hard enough? Are they even worthy of being in the ring? Right. So when, once I recognize like, oh, this is j to your point, this is a human trait. And if you don't have that, you know, clearly there's something else wrong. Right. Cause like, you know, if you're not feeling doubt as you're, you're trying to grow and, you know, grow a business, lead human beings, take freaking risk. You know, it's like nothing is guaranteed in anything we do in life, but there's nothing guaranteed in the entrepreneur world at all. You're taking every single risk possible. Right. But also, you know, everything is possible through that. And, you know, what I shared with you is like, we're kind of at a point 
we were at a point with the business where it's like, man, we're at a crossroads. We go left and we're out of business. You know, if we, if this decision that we make doesn't pay off, we are out of business. But if, if it does pay off and we go right, you know, there is incredible growth, millions of dollars. You know, we can impact so many different people around the world with what we're doing with these businesses. There's nothing guaranteed there. And what I recognize is like, if you, and going back to the whole fighting thing, you know, like analogy, it's like every single John Jones was talking about this. He's a UFC fighter. He's in the news recently because he's coming back to the UFC after a few a few years off. And what he said was every single champion in the world, regardless of how hard they train and what they put into it, they could always get knocked out and the fight's over. So no matter what you plan, no matter what you envision and you know how talented you are, you can get hit and the fight's over and you're out, right? You can't control that. But the moment that you as a human being can relate and recognize that and accept the fact that you can lose and that's part of the part of the game that you're in is that you can get knocked out or you can lose this risk or you can lose this this business and you recognize that and you become okay with that it doesn't become a factor it doesn't drive you anymore what drives you is and what should be driving you is what is possible Right by risking it all, and once you do risk it all, and you and you really put yourself out there and truly believe in your abilities, and your team ability, and your vision, all of that, incredible things can happen. You may not become you know the world champion, but you can find something that you know you wouldn't have found if you allowed the fears to dictate where you're going. Right. So that yeah, this is you know this is a big share obviously to the world right now, but this is what I'm personally going through right now because at the end of the year, I talked to Samantha about this, and I'm like, man, we are busting our butts building these businesses, and we haven't even scratched the surface on what we want to do, and if we make any wrong move right now, we can't be out of business. But she's like, yeah, but if you make the right moves, you can. 10, 20x what you guys are doing and what you have done up to this point. And I was like, yeah, I mean, that's that's the mindset. It's like dictate truly believing in your product and then fighting like hell for the people around you to help you build that product and that vision. Right. So this is just a big process that we're going through. And you know, once I recognize what the downside is, then I, I'm switching my focus and you know, last time you and I talked about Free Wild, we had a certain goal around that. And I 10x the vision of what I want to do with this company, like the value I want to bring to this company and bringing it to, you know, such a higher level because of this thought process. And then you recognize like, oh crap, that is possible. And if you're on that journey, what you can realize in that, in that journey, it could be so much bigger than if you allow your negative thoughts or your lack of confidence to dictate where you're going with the company. Yeah. Essentially, you're saying like, hey, num step number one is like recognize that every single human being, no matter how much you look up to them, like they, they, they experience the same thing, right? But it's like the difference, you know, we were talking about this earlier. There's, there's this quote that we saw where it's like, there's a, the difference between a small business owner and, and a medium size or large size business owner is, is just a, the belief and the mindset, 
right? Of being able to get there. So, you know, it's recognizing like, look, we're in the end of the day, we're like all very similar as human beings, right? And so we're not, it's not just us that are, that are experiencing this, but I would also say what helps me personally is celebrating, celebrating our wins, recognizing our pro progress, and also take a moment to look at the change that you are affecting, how you're affecting the world, right? Hmm. Like I take, I make it a point to like every day, like at least I look at the, the emails that we're receiving from people, the students, the success, right? That they, that they're seeing because it's easy to forget that. So, you know, like for, for people who are, who are, you know, if you're, if you're a host, like go and look at your reviews. Like I speak to hosts sometimes and I, I, I and they have incredible reviews, Right. And I look at the reviews to get an idea of like, hey, what what are people raving about about your your listing to to help them improve the listing, right? And I tell them, and they're like, oh yeah, oh actually, I never read those reviews, right? Or oh, I forgot, I forgot somebody mentioned this because it was a year ago, right? So like, you know, you got to read those things, you got to look at your success because otherwise, it's it's easy to. I think it, that really helps me at least, you know, be feel more confident about what we're doing. Yeah, you have to, man. You have to celebrate. You have to you, you have to do the reflection without a doubt. Yeah, I mean, it's look, I mean, as entrepreneurs, the beauty about being an entrepreneur is the freedom that comes with the decision that you're going to build your own business, right? And you're not going to you know, no one else is going to dictate your lifestyle and your results are really reflecting upon your effort, your offer, your ability to you know drive a vision and of course some luck in the whole thing as well with that comes with so much uncertainty and with uncertainty comes lack of confidence right and if we can learn to if we can learn to celebrate through the process of all right just got my you know just got another five star review let's let's celebrate i just got a three star review but I'm not going to allow that to dictate the way that I feel throughout the day or how I feel about expanding my business. Like, for example, man, I went through this process and this was like a week or two of me kind of being in a mental and emotional state of lack of confidence in what we've been doing in both businesses, which is crazy to me. Right. It's like, you know, two weeks of just kind of like doubt and like, oh, we're kind of making the wrong decisions. We're not moving fast enough or we move too fast on this thing and we're not working with the right people. Or, ah, man, you know, we are working with the right people and we're going to lose them if we don't move faster. Right. Like all this stuff is just going through my brain. And then I had to take a step back and I started, you know, reflecting on, okay, well, what did we accomplish this year? And it's like, oh, we had the biggest financial year in our business ever since we started. That's freaking awesome. Let's celebrate that. <laughs> we had built an incredible team of high level A players that believe in the vision of what we're building with overnight success and free wild. That's a hard thing to do, right? To attract those people that really believe in what you're doing and, and are attaching their identity to that. We raised millions of dollars. We impacted hosts, businesses from around the world. We've added nearly $4 million worth of revenue in our host businesses through the Legends X program, right? You know, it's like hundreds of students are impacted by what we're creating. I'm like, oh, okay, okay, okay. So why is this doubt coming up? It's working, but why is it coming up? 
And I recognized is because we weren't really clear on our goals on where we wanted to go truly and what that meant to us. And we weren't celebrating those wins. We were only focused on the things that were not working. Right. You know, that's what develops the doubt. Right. And like, that's the hardest part. Someone was asking me like, why, what's the hardest part of coaching Airbnb hosts into growing real hospitality brands. I'm like, man, all their problems that they think are these massive problems of like systems and cleaning and scale and profitability, like all that stuff is pretty simple to solve. The hardest part is the mindset that's behind it. Right. And we all struggle with that. And if you're not struggling with that and you just believe that you're great, everything's going to work and you're doing everything perfect and, you know, all of that stuff, there, there's some, you know, there's some problems with that. Right. It, like if you're feeling doubt through the process, you're a human being and you got to recognize like the most successful humans on the planet experience that the same type of doubt on a daily basis. They've just learned how to overcome and override the mental talk and then just every single day focus on one thing moving it forward positive and then celebrating mm -hmm. when they can Refle yeah. reflecting and celebrating i'll close it out with also don't forget to do a little breath work a little meditation on a daily basis oh yeah pretty oh, fun. yeah pretty powerful it's very um, powerful man yeah. <laughs> all right let's move on to one lesson i wanted to share it's more of a because more of and yeah, it has some something to relate it to business, but essentially one thing that I've been doing for pretty much my whole life, I think I've always I've always thought of time as is I need to maximize time, right? And if I'm taking time off, like I'm not being productive, and I kind of start feeling guilty about that. So as a result, whenever I'm on the holiday or whenever I'm taking a day off, I'm always thinking like, okay, let me do two hours of work, or let me let me at least do something, because otherwise I, I feel not productive. And one thing I realized is like, I can't do that. Like I, I have to take days where I fully disconnect and really fully disconnect where it's like, okay, if there's an emergency. Here's where you can find me. Otherwise I am doing absolutely nothing. And it reminds me of my days in the financial world. Like I worked in the financial world for six years, which was extremely hectic, right? I went through the, the, financial crisis in, in 2008 when companies were going bankrupt and whatnot. And I remember like I would go on a holiday and it would take me about two days to forget about all the, to get the trading boards and the numbers and everything out of my head and for me to yep. fully relax. But because it wasn't my business, I was, I was an employee for that company. I was, you know, I could just take two weeks off and not think about any of the, that stuff. Now that we're business owners, <laughs> Like that it doesn't work that way, right? Mm -mm. Like, <laughs> so, you know, just a heads up for you this year. I'm going to take some days off. I'm going to take a week of a holiday and I'm not doing anything. <laughs> Hello, dude. But what does that mean to you? Not doing anything? Because I'm, I'm interested. Cause like the notes that you have here, it's like, you know, not checking Slack and doing tasks and all that stuff. But what does that mean? Taking a full week off and not doing anything? Well, you know, obviously I'll be doing something, but basically disconnecting from the, from the day to day. So not checking Slack. Like I might read a book or, you know, I might do other things, but not working, not, not doing nothing. To not do working the day -to -day in the activities. business. Exactly. Yeah. Not working yeah, in the exactly. business. Yeah. yeah. Do you consider, so this is important part here is like 
When you're saying taking a week off or a day off, whatever that is, to work in the business, that is, you know, being on calls, meetings, tasks, dealing with cleaners, dealing with, you know, customer service, like all this stuff that makes the business move forward. Are you also considering disconnecting from working on the business? Or is that the time that you start working on the business as far as vision and reflection and planning? Sure. Yeah, no, because I think that comes, I feel like that comes natural when you're disconnecting. Because when you're a few few days, like not doing all the the day-to-day stuff, your mind is automatically going to go to that place of like, hey, let's take a higher level view. Let's take a 30,000 foot view and look at like, you know, look at your life and like your business is a big part of that. And you start thinking about these things, right? And that's why I think it's so important to make that full disconnect. It's an interesting part, man, because, you know, I hear, again, another UFC reference here. I hear Dana White talk about how he hates taking vacations. He absolutely hates it. We kind of talked about this last week of like matching your work ethic, your work ethic to your goals, right? He absolutely hates taking vacations because he absolutely loves what he's doing and he wants to continue to scale his company and do what he's doing. So he takes like one or two days off at max. He's like, after five days, I start going crazy. I want to get back to the office. And I always thought that was crazy. Kevin Hart talks about the same thing, right? If you look at what Kevin Hart accomplished in 2022, it's unbelievable what human being, one human being was able to accomplish in that year. Elon Musk, same thing. Like all these high level individuals are playing at a high level. They take very few days off of their business. But they do take time off to get out of the day-to-day. And when they are on their time off, they're working on their business. That's the time that they take to continue to work on the vision and reflection, right? Or focusing on something of growth, reading a book that will impact what they're currently doing, right? So my argument is there is no days off, right? Because as an employee, you can punch in and punch out. I remember those days, right, on the construction site. You clock out at 3 p.m., you put your tools down, you go you go home, and you don't have to think about anything until 7 o'clock in the morning again, right? For me, I, I don't think I've had a day off like that in... Man, I don't even know the last time I did because the moment that time is starting to go down, I'm in front of my journal and I'm reading, I'm thinking, I'm, I'm meditating with it. I'm going through that process. Even now, like when I'm working out, I'm in the mindset of like solving problems, high-level problems, right? Do you think it's healthy to disconnect from that? Or do you find that time is is necessary as well? If you're a person that's focused on goals and achieving achieving greatness in, in their life. It's a good question. It's a good question. Cause like honestly, like in the last few years, I feel like I I've hardly disconnected from the day to day. So mm. I would have I would have to experience that. You know, I've had a I've had maybe some days, but like it's hard for me to completely kind of disconnect because I'm always thinking like, Oh, let me, let me check Slack and, you know, let me see what's going on and, or let me go on Airbnb and like check some messages. And, you know, like it's, it's hard for me to disconnect. So that's one of my goals for this year is to, is to disconnect and then experience that. Yeah. It's interesting. Cause you know, I see, I see some entrepreneurs out there that, you know, they're, they're partying on the weekends or they're taking time off and they're traveling the world and they're like doing all these things. And to me, I, I look at that and I look at their statement of what their goals are compared to the lifestyle and the effort that they're putting behind achieving those goals. And 
I realize I'm like, they're leaving a lot on the table because to them it's air quote balance, right? They're trying to find mm-hmm. life balance between the two. And I think, I think it's possible to create a lifestyle business that pays for your, for your lifestyle. If you want to do that, if, if you're structuring that way, but if you're trying to achieve large goals, if you're trying to achieve what we call a legacy business, right? Generational wealth, all of that, it takes such a effort to where it's like, it's so difficult to turn off from that stuff. I'm not talking about turning, working in the business that I agree. Mm-hmm. We always have to disconnect from that, especially as leaders. We got to disconnect from that to work on, you know, working on the business. Rockefeller was known for spending most of his time in thinking time. So he spent nearly six hours a day thinking and journaling and writing and solving problems, not taking any meetings, not being on the job site, not dealing with any of that stuff to strictly focus on solving the biggest... Like He he believed his biggest value for what he was creating was the vision. Right. So yeah, I'm excited for you to explore this, man. I think disconnecting from working in the business is 100% necessary for business owners. I would love for you to follow back up and let us know like on those days off, where's the mindset going and where's your effort actually going? Is it truly disconnecting or are you still spending time working on the business in your mind and journaling? All right. Well, I'll let you know. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Awesome, dude. All right. Let's go to last topic for today. I'll, I'll pass it to you since this was something you wanted to bring up. Yeah. So we're going to do, we're going to do another podcast on this topic directly. And we're going to be, you know, doing a lot more. We're going to do a YouTube video on this. We're going to do some social on this, but I wanted to end it with this. This was like a bonus takeaway that I have. I am seeing this everywhere. Hashtag BNB bust. Right. I'm seeing it everywhere. All the air quote TikTok gurus and YouTube gurus and all these people out there that are essentially marketers at the end of the day are creating this term called BNB bust. Right. And at first I started looking at it. I'm like, oh, well, maybe the market is crashing. You know, obviously occupancy rate across the board has slowed down and shrank in many markets around, around the world. But BNB bust, everyone's talking about this model of the industry is crashing. It's a terrible time to be in Airbnb or short term rentals. No one's making money. And what I recognized was that, that in times, human beings are just so uncomfortable again with uncertainty and change. Right. So for how many years ha- have we been just growing as a world economy? Right. Even during the pandemic, we had a little blip, but then we had this explosion in the market, right? Across the board and in every industry. And my statement here is that we are not going through a BNB bust. We are going through and what I am predicting and how we are positioning ourselves for 2023 and 2024 is to go 100% all in on this industry. I think what we are seeing is the maturity maturity of this industry. I think what we're seeing is the individuals that are sold on this idea that we could just kind of list it and forget it, right? What we talk about all the time is just that industry is changing. What I'm seeing is more and more money being entered into this space and in the hospitality industry as a whole, it's forcing. Yes, we are seeing occupancy being affected. Yes, we are seeing more hosts and listings than ever being on the platform, 
right? We, we see all this stuff happening. But what we are also seeing is massive opportunities to scale real hospitality brands in this industry, right? And again, just in hospitality as a whole, just I think it was yesterday or the day before. I know this is the hotel industry, but this hotel brand is very close to the short term rental industry. And I would say further away from traditional hotels. But Ace Hotel, which is a big inspiration for me behind Free Wild, just sold yesterday or the day before for $85 million, right? They've been in business for three years, I believe, three or four years, something like that. Scaled extremely quick with a unique brand developing a culture and a community following behind their brand and figured out how to develop additional income streams in their brand and position themselves to be able to sell that brand. Right. The reason why I'm bringing this up is I wanted to share this because I want this to lead into some more content that we're going to create and, and podcasts that we're going to do on this. And I want people to challenge us on this, you know, and I invite the individuals that are putting out in the world that we're going through a BNB bust to this podcast for us to have a debate around this because yes, it is getting more challenging for sure for the everyday host to drive consistent bookings. But this is business. Like we have to be comfortable with the ups and downs of business. Just because we have a slight decline in the consistent growth that we've had over the last 10 years doesn't mean that we're going through a bubble burst. It's more of a marketing ploy than it is anything else, right? And I believe the people that and the hosts that position themselves to develop a real brand. And everything that we teach in Legends X, right? A clear vision, a clear brand, clear avatar, focusing on their markets and scaling correctly will have one of the most valuable and income rich times of their lives over the next couple of years. We're going to be in a position where this year we're raising money to scale and acquire properties through Free Wild and start expanding that model. And then we see every single day the hosts that are coming through the Legends X program adding units, adding revenue. Yes, it's a bit more challenging because we got to figure out how to market. We have to figure out how to get the guests come to us and turn them into a client that rebooks with us in the future. But this is business, right? At the end of the day, we can't just expect it to be easy for us the entire time. So I don't believe we're going through a B&B bust. I think we're entering into one of the most powerful times in this industry. We're going to see a lot of people exit, but I also believe that we're going to see a lot of people scale their businesses and scale brands. That's the most important part here, scaling unique brands, because that's where the value is going to be in this space. So what's your take on that? What's your feeling on it? (laughs) Well, I remember when I was still working in finance, one of the first lessons I learned is there's a saying that says nothing goes up in a straight line. Right. Right. So like any bull market or any, any, whether it's the economy or whatever it is, like it never goes up in a straight line. There's always going to be ups and downs. Right. And, you know, I thought it was interesting. I think this B&B bus term was first introduced somewhere in October, November, Yep. I think it was like very close to the to the day that Airbnb released their their figures for the numbers for for the third quarter, and they had like a record amount of nights booked and you know record income, record revenue, all that stuff. So I thought it was interesting that those kind of coincided. But yeah, it's a, it's a bit dramatic. I, f- I feel like it's a bit dramatic. Like you can look at the numbers. I mean, the numbers are out there, right? Like you can look at AirDNA, at STR Insights, like Transparent. There's all these companies. You can just look at the numbers and see 
what was the average revenue per host, the, the, you know, the ADRs, like everything. You can see it. So it, it's, it doesn't look like a bust at all when you look at the actual numbers. And mm -hmm. maybe in some market, you know, obviously there's, there's a, you know, there's different markets, discrepancies between markets. But in the end of the day, I mean, we went through COVID. We went through a pandemic where Airbnb canceled all the bookings, right? In March 2020, you know, a year later, most hosts had a record year, right? Oh, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, yeah I mean, my, my thoughts on that is just, you know, you got to focus on the long term. You got you to put exactly. your focus on where, how are you driving value? What does the market need, right? How do you fulfill the, your need, the needs of the customer the best way? How do you drive value to their business? Consistently focus on that. And then, yeah, there's going to be some years you do better than other years. But in the long term, you're going to be successful. Yeah. People, because also like, you know, there's this, when people talk about recessions, oftentimes they, they talk about it's a necessary, it's a necessary medicine, right? To, to rebalance, right? So like, like for example, fire. now... Yeah, it's like, you know, when, when the economy is booming, there's all sorts of people that start businesses. They can make money because there's a boom, right? But really over the long term, it's there's too much. There's too much supply, right? Right. So when the boom is over, like those, you know, those people go the weekends go out of go out of business. And it's it's the same thing in the short-term rental industry. Like the the boom has attracted a lot of hosts. So there's a lot more supply on the market right now. You know, if demand goes down a little bit, a lot of those hosts are going to quit, right? Because they're not really in it for the long game. So it's just a natural process. Yeah. Yeah. I think you have to be, I think you have to decide what game you're playing in this space. Are you, are you doing the side hustle, just trying to hustle to make money? And you're just looking at this as, you know, like Amazon direct shipping style of like, I'm just going to do anything and make money right now. If that's you, you're going to feel it more than the individual who's focused on building a real company within the short-term rental space. And when I say real company, and I say this all the time, it doesn't matter if you have five listings or 500 listings. It's all the same approach to what we're doing here, right? But if you're focused on that long-term, focused on the customer, the experience, you believe in your product, you surround yourself with incredible people, sure, you're going... like We don't ever want just a straight line as you were talking about. I just watched the Madoff documentary on Netflix. Wow. If if you haven't watched that, man, I highly recommend it. It's like four or five episodes, but it really goes deep into that. And he like perfect example of it, right? Like he literally, they looked at his 20 years of investing, literally a straight line. He never lost ever, right? Be well, it was a Ponzi scheme, right? So the, the moment that the market crashed, he just disappeared, like everything just came crumbling down for him. It wasn't a real business. And the mindset of like, people are always looking for the biggest returns, the fastest returns without with the minimal effort put into it, right? Being a business owner, especially in the short-term rental hospitality space, we got to put our effort into it and look at all of the hotels throughout. You know, We have history to look at. Right. It's like the hotel industry has been through every single up and down in the economy for the last 200 plus years, right? In the states that we can measure. It's like for the majority of it, they make it through, right? We just have to treat our Airbnb business, short term rental business as a real business. And we have to work in marketing. We have to work in 
you know, understanding our avatar, who we're marketing to, what our product is, our customer service, all of that so we can grow. But then also position yourself. If you're an individual that connects with us, like our mindset is like, how do we develop a billion dollar business here over the next 10 years acquiring properties around the world? This is the perfect time. Like the decisions you and I are making, it's like, how do we get more money around us? How do we get more investors? How do we get more educated people around us that can help us build this thing? Because in my opinion, over the next few months, in the next couple of years, there's going to be huge opportunities to buy short-term rental management companies, huge opportunities to buy short-term rental real estate that's existing, boutique hotels, old vacation rental communities. Like that's the stuff that we're going to be buying up and taking over, right? So yeah. And, and then also lastly, we'll do another podcast. That, we'll leave it on this. We're going to do another podcast on rental arbitrage because if anything is busting, it's rental arbitrage, right? And we can get into why that is. But it's a scary model right now to continue to, to grow because of the amount of debt that you have to take on to grow that thing versus focusing on properties that you can cash flow through property management or co-hosting and leveraging that to acquire real estate, right? So if anything, the individuals that are leveraged high on their properties and only focused on high cash flow going through their businesses, they're going to be affected the most. And that's through the rental arbitrage model, right? But even there, I'm positive that people, the right people can figure out how to make it work. But I, I see those are the individuals that are going to be affected the most in any any blip in the market, right? And we saw yeah. that during COVID. Biggest companies in the world that were raised millions of dollars that had all these leases. The moment the market you know, hiccuped, they went out of business. It was crazy. Yeah, for sure. Rant over, um, man. Rant over. I'll close it up with two things. Number one is, I can't remember whose quote this is, but the the most amount of wealth is generated during during a downturn. Yep. Yeah. There's more millionaires made in the recessions and depressions than any other time in history. Exactly. Yeah. I can't remember who whose quote that is, but I I definitely believe that that's true, right? And number two is you know that the you know the Chinese word for crisis is the same word for opportunity in Chinese. Hmm. So. Downturn is, is also means opportunity. It's the same thing. And what's that word? I want I want to hear your Mandarin. Mandarin. Damn, I forgot. I can see ni hao though. That means hello. <laughs> and well, well, that means I'm hungry. I, I lived in Taiwan for six months. Right. So I speak awesome. a little bit of of that. All right, I love it. Cool. Yeah, man. that's awesome, man. Yeah, nothing but opportunity ahead of us. So sweet. This is an awesome podcast. And yeah, we'll, we'll map out what we're going to talk about next week. But I want to go into. <laughs> I want to go into the opportunity of short-term rentals right now. So, but that's it, y'all. Those, those those are our learning lessons. Hopefully, that was those rants were valuable for you guys. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. We'll be back on Monday with another podcast of not a podcast, another episode of Get Paid for Your Pad. Have a great weekend. Adios. Thank you so much for listening to Get Paid for Your Pad, the number one podcast for Airbnb hosts and short-term rental professionals. We really hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you want to learn more about air hosting on Airbnb and building a short-term rental business, then go ahead and subscribe to our daily email newsletter at getpaidforyourpad.com. And if you're just starting out on Airbnb, make sure to download our free Airbnb starter guide at getpaidforyourpad.com 
forward slash get started. If you enjoy this podcast, make sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening for a chance to win lifetime access to the short-term rental Profit Academy, which is our starter course for anybody who wants to start hosting on Airbnb. So every month we select one reviewer at random and give that person access to the course. So thank you for listening. Check back every Monday for a new episode of The Host Show and every Friday for an episode of STR Conversations of the Get Paid for Your Pad podcast. Thank you and see you soon. Get paid for your pet.